Good morning, good day, and good evening. This is Abby Talks with Abby Cotts.
now we're back. Okay. I sound a little too happy to talk about toxic relationships. Did you get a glass of water? Good. Anyways. I did, so that's why I'm asking. Anyways. So, <sighs> toxic relationships. Um... There is a lot that goes into a toxic relationship. It can go both ways between, I'm going to just use the male and female um, because it's easiest and I'm trying to be inclusive. I am. Um, please don't hate me for it. Thank you. Um, so let's say the toxic relationship is coming from the female side and they're within that um a lot of people don't know this but there can also be dv trigger warning um skip a little bit maybe like five seconds um i'm gonna just talk about dv real fast we'll get over anyway so dv is domestic violence it can happen where the female um is abusive towards the male um it's very rare a lot of people don't see it happen and a lot of people don't ex expect it because um, the male just kind of like, um, it's very stereotypical that males just like get over it. Like they, they tuck in their feelings and they don't really talk about them. And it's part of their like masculine, uh, I kind of want to call it a persona, but that's not it. But it's like their vibe, I guess. Um, okay. End of trigger warning. It was more than five seconds. I am so sorry. Um, yeah, anyways, um, so that is an example of toxic relation. And then, um, there's also, um, and then, um, so that can go, why well, just talk about can go both ways. Um, but with the female as the aggressor, it is very rare. Mostly it's the male that is the aggressor. Anyways, getting out of that topic. Um, so just trigger warning in general for everybody. I'm going to talk about narcissism, um, mental abuse, emotional abuse. So if you just want to like skip the rest of this episode and move to something else, I'm totally okay with that. If you want to try to listen, then go into it. I probably should have gave this before I did this. I just didn't know how, like what extent I'm going to talk about in this in. Because I just kind of go with the flow as I talk. So, just trigger warning now. <laughs> um, so, if you just want to skip it. No, don't worry about it. Just do it. Whatever fits you, fits you. So, anyways. So. Um, we're just going to dive right into narcissism. Narcissism is a very toxic relationship trait. And we're talking about parental narcissism. And, like, romantic relationship narcissism. Um, <sighs> narcissism is something that cannot be healed medically. Um, if you do go to therapy, I remember a therapist talking about this via TikTok. I know I'm, I've been on that recently a lot. Um, she's like, being, being a narcissist and going to therapy doesn't make it better. It basically gives them more ways to manipulate people. Now, that is a dangerous thing. And now there are different type of narcissists. There are ones that feed off the attention. 
and then try to find more attention. They're ones that are purposely like they'll show a lot of love and then be more controlling later on. It's very much of, I think they call it the power wheel. I think it's an actual thing. Um, so there's that kind of narcissism. And then parental narcissism is um, an example of this would be the, I'm going to just use the father figure. Anyways, first, the way, so they have four children, right? Firstborn son, um, first eldest daughter, second eldest daughter, third eldest daughter, right? Okay. You have two middle children, an oldest and a youngest. The parent is going to be very reliant on the boy. The boy's going to get away with a lot because the first off, they are the male figure. Okay. So they're going to rely with the boy. And then um, they're going to be seen as the golden child. They're going to get away with a lot. And then the first, the second oldest will be relied with more of the like motherly duties taking care of children watching managing all of that stuff the third or second daughter the second eldest daughter would be either the scapegoat the introvert the some the person that just doesn't really want to come to family functions just kind of out of it and then you have the youngest daughter usually about Roughly six years afterwards, some, like, weird large amount of time, boom, they have a child. If you know about these things, you know why. Ha, ha, ha. We'll joke about it. Um, if you don't know why, don't worry about it. Avoid this, okay? Anyways, since they are the youngest and usually the parents are older, maybe closer to their 40s, 50s, then they kind of, like, go into this weird, like, they're almost transitioning into grandparent stage. They're like, oh my gosh, oh la la la. But because the child's so young, but the per the original parentals are still working, they're going to hand it off to either the oldest son or the um, firstborn daughter. And they're going to become those parental figures to the youngest children. Because there's such an age gap, the middle girl, the second daughter... Um, second-born daughter will not have to rely on them because they had the original set of parents to rely on and they didn't come through kind of situation so they're more self-oriented not a selflessness way but like they have to rely on themselves kind of situation and um and if you are one of those people i applaud you you know what you're doing more than most people your age, probably. And, yeah. Good job, you. I am proud of you. Good job. You're doing great. You might need therapy. Good job. Um, so, there's that kind of, like, scenario, I guess. And for everyone, it's different. Um, some parents are really controlling. There's the term, like, helicopter parent. That's also a thing. So, that is also a thing. And then there's also, like, a little bit of a touchy subject. I feel as though sometimes, especially with, like, how modern our climate is and what's going on around us in the world. Um, there's, like, a religious control. 
Now, an example of this would be, um, well, I guess it's not really religious, but like, um, so for white people, religious control, because I'm going to use, um, Indians as, um, an example, but, um, it would be like, oh, you have to go to church. No, you can't go hang out with Billy. You have to come to church. You have to do this. And then it's a thing that the parent wants to do, but the child doesn't. But then the parent tells the child, no, they can't do the thing they want to do. And then the child has to revert back to that. And it's a lot of forcing the child to do things. So like, um, like a play or something, like a church play or something. And then the parent, the narcissistic parent could feed off of that having in that control or like um also controlling who their child hangs out with has friends with and all that stuff and it's just it's the small things that you see maybe in your life or someone else's life where you're like your person shouldn't be doing that or your mom shouldn't be doing that or your dad shouldn't be doing that or your stepdad shouldn't be doing that and it's those little things where you're like oh that's not normal and um especially if you're someone who lives in a very i want to say chaotic environment you you might go to therapy and be like oh so i wasn't supposed to do that oh i wasn't supposed to do that and that's um therapy is a very big thing i keep bringing it up because that is what's going to help you most especially in toxic relationships is therapy and saying that because in the toxic relationship you are not going to see the toxicity of it like it's like smoking like smoking you smoke once a year it's not going to hurt you but when you're 65 and your lungs are black tar like that's when it's going to hurt you so it's like a down the road kind of situation when it really goes into effect and so that's the thing like a lot of people especially like the main relationship romantic narcissism is they'll separate you from your friends and they'll control what you do with your friends because your friends will see this because they're not getting all of the love and all that side of it they're seeing your boyfriend and girlfriend or your significant other trying to control you your your free will is being taken away from you and that is what your friends notice and that's why your friends are like oh maybe you shouldn't like maybe you need to break it off and like they're suggesting this to you but because you're so involved with the love and all of this stuff you're like but he's so nice and oh he does this for me and oh he just took me to dinner at this really fancy restaurant like two weeks ago and like all this stuff so <clears throat> maybe so that's like another thing that a lot of people who are victims of toxic relationships is they're like I yeah I didn't see it coming I did not see him coming or them coming and um they see that now so um I'm not saying question your partner but I I me personally I try to look back and be like okay will this be a red flag later no 
then we can proceed kind of situation. And that's more of a self-reflection. I do this personally as a self-reflection, just kind of be like, where am I at? Where are they at? Kind of in this relationship. Um, so that's like, I kind of went back and forth between parental and toxic relations and romantic toxic relationships. I'm sorry about that. That's probably super confusing. My brain runs a mile a minute when I'm doing these. Um, so my example, because I want to wrap this up soon. My example of a toxic relationship is my sophomore year. I will not be saying his name. But, and if someone from my school is listening to this, hi. Nice to have you guys listen. Anyways, uh, we'll just call him James. Um, James, we had first period together. Um, we kind of just chit-chatted, talked. Um, I was always the girl, especially in middle school, who they play this game called Oreo. I think I talked about it in a previous episode where they'd go rock, paper, scissors. And then like the thing that made it different was they would have to ask out somebody. It's like a joke. I was the girl that they would ask out the most. And then they would walk away and high five their friends. So I've always been kind of weary of people because of that. And of course, yeah, they're middle school boys, but when you're homeschooled for so long, and you don't have that interaction with massive amounts of people and you don't think that's normal and you think like, oh, they're being nice to me and oh, I'm naive. You you don't see it. And that was kind of like, I think, scarring to me in a way. Anyways, so we kind of, we, we talked, we hanged out a little bit. Um, and then it was homecoming so september so like talking on and off slowly kind of liking each other um i think i made kind of the first move because we would sit together we were in the same friend group not a good idea everyone says it not a good idea trust me not a good idea same friend group it was something like we were walking to class we were dropping off to class or something and i grabbed his hand and i was holding his hand and, like, I don't think he expected that. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. See what happens. If he doesn't like it, he'll tell me I'll back off kind of situation. Anyways, he didn't say anything. So he just held my hand the entire time. That happened. And then he asked me to homecoming. Yeah, he asked me to homecoming. Um, so I went. That would have been about two weeks. No, three weeks. Because it was the end of September. Um, he kissed me, I guess I could say. Um, I, it was my first kiss, but I don't really count it because of how weird it was. And it just, I don't know, it felt off. I guess I just, I don't know. As I think about it, it just, it felt weird. Um, didn't like it. So I don't really count it. Yeah, it did happen, but does it really matter? Like it's it's a kiss like doesn't really I don't know for me it doesn't really matter um so I don't I don't really count it and then so for me I was new to the school at the time 
And I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And they were some very toxic people that barely knew me. And so, like, I was going through my stuff because it was about sophomore year. It would have been three years since my father passed away. And, like, I would have moments where I'd be really sad and I would post sad stuff on my Snapchat story because I was every other girl in high school because, you know, that's what we do. We post sad stuff just to kind of, like, put out our emotions into the void and just kind of be. And there was this one girl that would literally message me and be like, why are you so effing sad? Like, why are you wanting attention? Like, why are you doing this? I'm like, I'm just sad. Like, let me have my moment. And then a whole bunch of stuff happened. And then, like, I don't even know the full date. It's so weird. Um... I kind of just wanted out of the relationship, but I didn't want to break it off because I didn't want to be that B that did that. And I didn't want to be that girl that did it. But like, I've, easiest way to say it, like, I stopped liking him. Come, I think it was, so we broke up in December, like right after Christmas, broke it off. Um, so probably November. So about a month or two in, I was like, mm, I don't like this. I'm done. Like, I'm, this is a lot more than I thought I can handle. I'm good. I'm done. And it may seem like I was giving up, but with how toxic it all was, and I had a feeling that he was also giving up too. And the reason why he decided to break up with me was because he was failing classes. Now, I get it. If you are struggling with your classes, that is a valid reason. But I offered to help him multiple times with his classes. I even did once. And so there's that. I did that. I tried. Anyways, so we break up. We get to school. Cause it was over winter break and then the next day i see him hanging without my friend gabby and they're holding hands in the hallway and i literally i went up to her, i was like hey are you are you and james dating and she was like yeah and i was like well you know we just broke up and he's my ex and she just nodded and then i just like I'm like, oh, okay. Well then. Um, and I just, I didn't have anything to say. So I just walked away and I started crying. Because I just, emotionally, I didn't know what to do. And so, and then a lot of drama happened. I'm not getting into that. But yeah, there was severe amount of bullying honestly, from people that were not in the relationship, but were being told things from James in this relationship that didn't happen. And it tarnished who I was and um, basically ended with me having no friends the rest of my sophomore year because we went to the pandemic. 
and most of my junior year, I had no friends, no one from my school I talked to, except for maybe in Zoom calls, and that was it. Yeah, so, um, that that is my story, I guess, with the toxic relationship and relationships, I guess. Um, I'm. It's, I do say it is one of the worst mistakes I've ever made, was dating James. It was, yeah, I am, I, it was not my proudest moment. I'm going to say that. It was not my proudest moment. And I'm okay with saying that because it's true. So, yeah, I guess. Anyways, so, um, this concludes our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'll probably update a new episode soon. Probably within the week. Because I think we're at spring break right now. So we're going to end it. And maybe I'll post another episode this week. And then maybe go back to one week per episode. Or one episode per week. Anyways. Thank you so much for listening. Good day. Good morning. Good day. Or... I did that wrong. (laughs) Good morning, good day, and good evening, and good night. Hi, this is Abby Cox from the Abby Talks playlist. If you're listening to this in my playlist, good job for you. Now, this is my ad for Anchor. It might be bad. It might be good. We'll see. Anyway, so Anchor is this awesome app that I'm using to edit and add transitions to all of my podcasts. I love them. It's great. You can use it on your web browser or you can download it in the Apple iStore and on Google Play. Um, So the thing that makes it different from other podcasts, things, I don't know what they call them on Apple Music or just iPodcasts, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, um, so what it is, is it's mostly basically on Spotify. So if you're a Spotify fan like me, you're going to want to listen to this because you have access to all of these different new podcast creators, old podcast creators that you will see on Spotify and on the iPodcast and in the Google Play apps. So totally check it out if you really want to look at it. It is great. It is worth it. Just do it. It's, It's worth it. Just do it. Anyways, thank you. Goodbye.